0: So the title of this lesson today is called Go Tell It, Go Tell It. So I, I want to tell y'all a true story. So other night I'm at a restaurant and having a really good meal. The ambiance is nice, uh, the weight service is nice, the food is really, really good, I'm enjoying it. It's 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 just it's just nice. And then all of a sudden, you know, we sitting here again having a nice little meal and everything, nice conversation, everything is just nice. You got, you got, anything, anybody been in a restaurant like that? You know, everything's nice, everything's nice. And then all of a sudden, in this nice restaurant, which I will not tell you the name of because we don't want to hurt the restaurant, but maybe I will in this nice restaurant, and it's a nice restaurant. This is a nice restaurant. This is going to cost me a whole lot of money, this meal at this nice restaurant. I'm telling you. And then all of a sudden, a cockroach shows up and runs around our table at this nice restaurant. So do you think you know what we did? We told it. We told it. In fact, somebody took out their cell phone and took a motion picture of this cockroach running around our table. Oh my goodness. So we went and told, we told the waiter, hey, you know, got a cockroach. And the waiter was naturally embarrassed. And then the waiter goes and tells the manager. And the manager comes up. And says we're so very very sorry that this all happened. And you know what happened to that big bill I was gonna pay for that meal? Yeah, <laughs> it became free exactly. And 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 so you know somebody stopped eating their food, but you know you know somebody else that I know, because I've got to go tell it right. He kept eating his, because <laughs> it was good. Because now it was what? It was free. So so God has built us to tell stuff, right? Because if, if that would have happened to you, what would you do? You would tell it, wouldn't you? And you wouldn't just not tell it to the person at the restaurant so you can get the bill for free, you probably would go tell some other folks, wouldn't you? Just like I did. So God has made us with capabilities to tell, things. And we have done it over the years. For example, the printing press. It was made to tell things, ideas. We read books at New Bethel. We have a book club and those books are printed with a printing press. Somebody's got to come up with an idea for the book. They write it and they go tell it. Or think about things like language and expressions and our bodies themselves. We can use language. We can use expressions. We can use our bodies themselves to tell things. Think of a baby. A baby may not be able to have any language, but what does a baby do to tell you things? Yes, yes, yes. My new grandson, Jack, is very good at that. He can tell people things. We tell it. And, oh, let's not even talk about the Internet. Well, maybe let's talk about the Internet because this is not working today for us. It's just us here. (laughs) Well, let's talk about the Internet. Let's talk about social media. What can we do with social media? We can tell stuff, can't we? And we can tell it instantly. We get something, and we take it out, and we tell it. And it took everything for that person sitting next to me at the restaurant not to take that cockroach and put it on social media. (laughs) So we tell stuff. And telling things, believe it or not, makes people money. If you look at the Forbes list, the Forbes list of the 100 richest people in the world, The top 10 of them, six of them make their money out of some technology or something that help people tell stuff. Mm -hmm. Folks like Bill Gates, Microsoft, Microsoft Word, Microsoft Office, Microsoft PowerPoint, all that stuff, and I love to use it. It is used to tell and share information. Elon Musk. And my boy Jeff Bezos, how does he make his money? He makes his money when I tell him I need to order something from Amazon, right? And all this equipment that you see laying around this this sanctuary, most of it, I told Jeff Bezos to send it to me from Amazon. People make money out of telling stuff. Now the verses that we're studying in Matthew, this is Matthew 26 16 and 20 firmly establishes the commandment of Jesus that we as Christians need to go tell people the good news of the gospel. And it's called the Great Commission. And and it goes like this. Jesus was getting ready to go back to heaven. Jesus had already been crucified. He'd been working with the disciples for about 50 days and he's getting ready to go back to heaven. Now, Think of this as his last instructions to his disciples. This is the last thing he's getting ready to say before he's getting ready to go back to heaven. And I don't know about you, the last thing that people tell you normally is the thing that folks want you to what? Know and remember and do. And so Jesus got the disciples together and he said he said they worshiped with them and they worshiped him. Some people still doubted who he was. After all of that, they still doubt it. And then Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and earth, I'm going to give you. All of it belongs to you. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go out and make disciples of everybody, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And teaching them to obey everything I taught you. And if they had any doubt of their authority, Jesus said this, remember, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And in proof, Jesus went up to heaven. That Great Commission charge is not only a charge for the 12 disciples who were there, it's a charge for all of us. I consider myself a Great Commission preacher. I consider New Bethel to be a great commission church. That is what we're all about. That's the fundamental thing we're all about is sharing and spreading the gospel. Going and telling it. Going and telling it. God has made us to go tell. And in nearly everything we do, we are telling something about ourselves. We are sending some message. Let me give you an example. The car that you drive, does it make some sort of a statement about who and what you are? Yes, it does. People who drive a Mercedes or a Cadillac or, or, or some kind of high-end car, what kind of statements does that say about them? Or if you're driving a hoopty like I do, what kind of statements does that say about you? The, your car sometimes says a statement, and they sell you cars based on those statements. How about the clothes you wear? How about the clothes you wear? Anybody take time to pick out your clothes? Oh yes, you do. The clothes you wear—they certainly say a statement about you. You have—you have fashion sense. You want to show your your stuff. Remember the uh, the sermon about the sin sucker suit? <laughs> yeah. The things you do. The people you hang out with or don't hang out with, say a lot about you. How you spend your money tells you a great deal about yourself. You know, I talked about Amazon. So Amazon has this thing that they will show you everything you ordered from them. And lo and behold, the stuff I've ordered, it says a whole lot about me. So the question is this, we do a whole lot of telling people but how good and how often, how are we telling people about Jesus? How are we telling people about Jesus? Now, I'm gonna give you some suggestions if you wanna step up your game and telling folks about Jesus, because I think all of us need to, I know I do. And, and let me be sure, when I do these sermons every Sunday, I, you know, I know you guys get to hear them, but you know who they're for? They're for me! This is the Holy Spirit also speaking to me and hopefully speaking to you about what we need to do. So let me talk about how we can step up our game. Three ways we can step up our game in terms of telling folks about Jesus. The, the first way is we need to be available to tell people about Jesus. We need to be available to tell people about Jesus. Now what do you mean available? I'm available. I go to Sunday school. I'm available, I go to church, I'm available, I I, I, I I volunteer for this, and I'm available, I do this and I do that. And that's all well and good. But sometimes God wants us to do stuff that is outside of those little things that we think that we're busy with in church work. So Exodus 3 and 4, when Moses heard God in the burning bush, Moses replied, here I am. Here I am. So what we have to do, sometimes there are burning bushes that we see, but we don't really notice them because we're so busy doing stuff. So when we see suffering, we need to answer God's call by saying, here am I. I'm going to go tell it. Here am I. I see suffering. I'm going to do what I can to alleviate it. Okay. When we see children in our community who don't know the word of God, no. and and we don't answer the call to be a Sunday school teacher. We don't answer the call to help design our 2022 vacation Bible study, a Bible school, uh, or day camp. We need to answer that call by just saying what? Here and here. Uh, when when you see things that we're trying to do at New Bethel, like we're trying to raise ten thousand dollars in our in our, in our um, building fund, so that in twenty twenty two that is going to be the year in which we are going to do something about that partition, mm-hmm. and what we're going to do with that portion is we're going to we're going to convert it from being a blighted piece of property to be a piece of property that can be of a resource and a ministry for the Lord. You can be available to answer God's call on that by just saying, here am I. We have to be available to answer God's call so we can go tell it. And God's call comes to us in lots of different ways. Now, here's the second way. The second way in terms of this whole business of stepping up our game in terms of being uh, more of a go teller is this. It's to build your legacy by telling your truth. It's to build your legacy by telling your truth about what the Lord has done for you. You know, maybe your testimony. Build your legacy by telling your truth about what the Lord has done for you. And Luke Uh, chapter 22, verses 54 through 62, it tells the story of Peter. You know Peter. Peter who denied Jesus how many times? Three times. Not once, not twice, but three times. It tells, and, and he denied God by not telling his truth about who Jesus is. He knew who Jesus was. And he denied God by not telling his truth. So, we got to keep it real with folks. We got to tell people our truth about Jesus and who Jesus is in our life. Amen. Amen. We just got to tell folks because sometimes people don't know. And we need to tell them. Amen. Uh, we got to keep it real. Jesus said in Matthew 5 9 that blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called children of God. And on Friday, Carisha Walker was laid to rest here in our cemetery. Risha, as folks call her, spent her life as a peacemaker. And because she was a peacemaker, she is a blessed child of God. And Risha can be best described as a no-drama mama, a woman who was all about her kids, a homebody who enjoyed the company of her friends, her family, and also her children. I was told that she was laid back and observant. She was never mean and always kind-hearted. Her sister described her as thick, but not fat, and that Risha would let you cut the food, and she would let you fly off at the handle, and she would let you get all mad and upset, but she was cool and calm. In fact, she was cool as the other side of the pillow. That is what peacemakers are. Now, we should not take her peacemaker attitude, her legacy as a peacemaker, her legacy of going to tell it as a peacemaker, and saying that she was weak. You mess with Risha, you mess with her children, and that laid-back mama, from my understanding, did not play. She stood her ground. She defended herself, and she stood up for her children. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Today, Risha Walker, child of God, is at peace. She's at rest. This home body is now in the best home that she can ever have. She's at home with the Lord. Her earthly life of only 31 years may be over, but her legacy lives on with her family, her friends, and those six beautiful children that she left. I believe she built her legacy, Carisha, by telling the truth of the gospel, by being a peacemaker. So I pray that this would be a big part of the legacy that others who knew her can pass on to her children. Because from time to time in this life, No matter who you are, you need to be what? A peacemaker. So saints, we can get better at going to tell it by building our own legacy, by telling our own truth about who God is in our lives. Is God your way maker? Is God the thing that keeps you sane? Is God the thing that keeps you in peace? Is God the thing that motivates you? Is God the thing like me that keeps me out of trouble? Is God the thing like me that is my all in all? Is God the thing that I should be worshiping not only in church but out of church and everywhere I am? That's how we build a legacy. And that's how we go tell it. Now here's the third and final thing third and final thing we need to ask God for the courage to tell the gospel we need to ask God for the courage to tell the gospel because anybody ever want to be the Jehovah Witnesses or the Mormons who come to your house knock on the door and getting ready to tell the gospel does that take a certain amount of courage I think it does it does It takes a certain amount of courage to come up to your house, not knowing what kind of dog you got, not knowing what kind of reception you're going to get. It's hot out there. I got on this black suit or whatever I got on. I'm driving up, and I know you don't want to see me, but I'm going to knock on your door anyway. And they're knocking on the door because they want to tell you about the gospel. Now, you may have some arguments about their ideology and all that stuff, but they're at least out there trying to do it and, and do we have the courage to actually do that? But the Bible is full of people who somehow the Lord gave, not somehow, the Lord gave them courage. And many of their situations are like situations like ours. Moses, the Lord gave Moses courage to face his past so he could serve the Lord. How many of us have things in our past that are keeping us from, Telling it about the Lord because we got this thing in our past because if people knew, or even if I, they do know, and now I'm up here serving the Lord. And, 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 nah, 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 nah. David had the courage to face the impossible. Think about David facing Goliath, the impossible. And he faced many other impossible situations with Saul and everybody else. So he would have, and so the Lord gave him the courage to serve him. Esther, Esther had the courage to take a really big risk because Esther thought she was going to get killed by approaching her husband to serve the Lord. And Peter, Peter, who we just talked about, Peter, who denied God not once, not twice, but three times, Peter had the courage to recover from that, to forgive himself, and that's big. We got to forgive ourselves for our trespasses and the sins that we commit. And he did that. And what did God say upon Peter, upon you, you're the rock. Peter, the word Peter means rock. I will build my church. We need to pray to the Lord for courage. Now on Friday, former President Jimmy Carter turned 97. And yeah, he's been slowed by age in recent years, and he's been keeping a pretty low profile because of this coronavirus, and who can blame him? And Mr. Carter holds the record of being the oldest living ex-president. He's lived longer than anybody who's ever been president, he's lived to 97. Nobody else has lived that long. Now, he's in a wheelchair, my my understanding, but he did attend some small parade that they had in his honor in Plains. I mentioned Jimmy Carter not because of his humanitarian service that I think we all know about. I mentioned Jimmy Carter not because he earned the Nobel Priest Prize for some of the work that he's done. And I mentioned Jimmy Carter, not even because he became President of the United States. I mentioned Jimmy Carter because, to me, he had the courage to do something that was really radical and revolutionary, and that courage was this. He was a member of Plains Baptist Church for years and years and years and years and years. And And he couldn't stomach the way that they were treating black folks. So he left. He didn't have to. He left. Went to a new church and has been teaching Sunday school there, as you know, for years. We need to ask God for the courage, the courage to tell the gospel. And sometimes having that courage to tell the gospel, it's gonna seem real strange to folks. It's gonna put us out on a limb. It may affect our, even maybe even our standing in our community and our livelihood. But we need to have the courage to tell the gospel. So again, I ask the question, how are we keeping the Great Commission commandments, the goal makes the disciples of all nations as we remember that Jesus is with us until the end of the age? Yes, Jesus is with us. So the question is, are we with Jesus? Will you go like Khadisha and go building a legacy of being a peacemaker? Will you be like Jimmy Carter who has for 97 years has been faithful to the Lord? Do you want to go out and go tell it? Do you want to go out and go tell it? Well, the only way you can do that, the only way we can we can authentically go tell who God is is to have God in our lives because there's a whole lot of people who, who are out there telling who God is but if you peel back the curtain a little bit you can see that they're not really anything but telling but no substance behind it so if you want Jesus truly in your life pray with me please Father, I come to you as a sinner, asking for your grace. I come asking you to come into my life, a life that I now turn over to you so that I can spend it going to tell people about it. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say, amen. So if you prayed that prayer with me, then you are now saved. But saints, Even though now that you are running with Jesus, that is not enough because here's what's going to happen. Because you have decided to make Jesus your choice, somebody else is going to want to come run with you. That's the devil. The devil is going to attack you because what the devil does not want to have happen is he does not want you to go out and go tell it. Because the devil knows how powerful you can be when you start telling your truth about God. How powerful you can be when you have the courage to stand up for Jesus. So the devil is going to do everything in his power to prevent you from doing it. That's where New Bethel comes in. You got to you got to be with people who are interested in your salvation and can help you with that salvation. Now, I talked before about some of the things that we do. We do a book club, and we do Bible study, and we do worship services, and we try to put all the stuff that we do on our Facebook page, our website, so you can have access to it 24 seven. And so, would love for you to consider joining New Bethel. If you are watching this on, uh, eventually when we throw it up on Facebook, or watching this, Uh, or listening to it on our podcast later on or whatever, uh, here's what I'd like for you to do. Uh, In a few moments, I'm going to ask folks in the sanctuary, if there's anyone here in the sanctuary who would like to give me your hand and God, your heart, as you go on this journey of stepping up our game to go tell it. But if you are listening or watching, I would love for you to give me a call. Here's my telephone number. It's 608-358-1309. That's 608-358-1309. Give me a call, and let's have a conversation about your faith. And now for our benediction, which is a covering of God until we meet again. Under all circumstances, even when you're in a restaurant, having a nice meal, and a cockroach shows up. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God along with the joy of the Holy Ghost be with you. Henceforth now and forevermore, as we all say. Amen, amen, and amen.